Hello, and welcome back to another episode of For the Souls podcast, where we talk about shit that actually matters. If you are watching me via video, and if my left eye looks a little crazy, it's because I got a sty in it. And um, originally, I wasn't going to record because I was like, how am I going to do a video podcast with a bitch ass sty in my eye, right? Because, you know, everything on social media is like aesthetics and it has to be appealing and all this shit. And I was like, girl, you pride yourself on authenticity. Why are you even giving a fuck? Anyways, here I am um, recording this podcast anyways, because who cares? I've been thinking a lot about the pain that I have gone through in life, right? And I've been taking myself back to the mind state that I was in when I was going through that pain. And um, I wanted to make this episode because I had seen someone post uh, a meme or not a meme, just, you know, like one of those word posts or whatever. And it had said, if God was real, why would he allow all the evil in the world? And it made me start reflecting on my pain and you're probably like how do those two things correlate right so I took myself back to moments in my life that I feel like were the most painful and I took myself back to the mindset that I had in those moments and the crazy thing about pain is that when you're in it it is so hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel because you are just consumed by the weight of the pain that you're experiencing. And I feel like that feeling is universal. I feel like everybody that experiences extreme pain and adversity, it's really hard to keep a positive mind or even um, picture that there could possibly be a, a good thing that comes out of this, right? Because how? And I think this is where hope plays a vital part and if you ask me this is why I believe in loving God so much because in those moments of being consumed by my pain I turned to God and God provided me hope that things would get better now I didn't know how things would get better right you can't fathom how these things will work themselves out you just have faith that it is all going to be okay. And, and and the beauty about faith is that you trust in it without knowing what the end outcome will be. You just are hopeful that it is something that is great. In my experience with life, okay, I never understood why I was going through the things that I was going through. I literally would have moments where I would ask God, like, Lord, you know my heart, dude. You know my intentions. Why are you allowing for these things to happen to me? Why is this being done to me? Like, why am I being punished when I know that I'm such a good person? And as time has gone on, right, and I have chose to heal, I have chose to face myself, it's been about five years now in my healing journey that I'm actually at a place where I look back at everything that I went through and I'm grateful for it. I have people that ask me there's an, if there's anything in my life that I would ever change. And my answer is no, I would never, ever change anything that I have gone through. 
No matter how horrible it is, I would never change it because I am so grateful to be the person that I am today. And I realized throughout my healing process that every single thing or suffering or pain that I experienced in my lineage, my bloodline, my ancestors have experienced the same thing. And I realized that although my mom was trying to protect me from going through those things by giving me a better and different life, I still had to go through those things because I was the one chosen to heal those parts of my family. And had I not gone through those things, I wouldn't have attained the knowledge and the wisdom needed to break that generational cycle in my family. And so now that I am breaking those cycles, look at it from such a grateful perspective. And I realized that my pain turned into purpose. When you're in pain, you can't see the purpose in it because you don't know the end outcome. But if you continue to strive to be your healthiest version of yourself, you will reach a point in time where you realize the purpose behind the pain. And sometimes the purpose is for other people. I always tell my mom, like, mom, have you noticed that it's always good people that die young? Like really like you're, you're, you're listening to this podcast right now. Really think about it. It's always someone so good that dies young. Someone who had such a great heart, someone who was such a loving and kind person. And we often ask ourselves, why would this person get taken so young? And we're so stuck in that pain, right? Or why would God take this person from me? Let's say they're not young. And we're so stuck in that pain that we don't see the purpose behind it. But you know what I've noticed, dude? Every good person that passes away, their immediate family is stuck in these generational curses. And I can't help but feel like the death of this good person is purposeful in the sense that their death is causing a mourning and grief in one of their family members that is waking them up to break the generational curses in their family. And there's always that one person in a family that sees things from a deeper level and a deeper meaning. And I feel like that's how I rationalize the pain of losing somebody. In some way, it's teaching somebody something, right? Or let's say you've experienced domestic violence and you're asking yourself, like, why would I go through this, right? With my own experience with domestic violence, going through that taught me how to value myself, as ironic as that sounds. I, I needed to go through domestic violence to fully understand the scope of a woman that I am and the strength and the value that I have because I did not have it when I was going through violence. Thus, I was allowing myself to stay in that predicament and I had to learn how to love myself, value myself, honor myself and I wouldn't have been able to do that had I not gone through that experience. And then violence, domestic violence, has been something reoccurring in my bloodline, right? And now I'm being able to 
be an example and lead by example to the women in my family and my friends and whoever listens to me how to honor yourself, how to love yourself, how to value yourself so that hopefully you don't end up being in a violent situation, right? Because we are stuck in those situations because it's low self-worth. Or so that if you're in that situation, you can begin to get the strength to get out of it, right? I think about the sexual the sexual abuse I've experienced in my life. And that's probably been the hardest one to come to terms with. And I've thought to myself, why, why of all things was that one of the things that I've had to go through? And then I see my family and I notice that there's a pattern of sexual abuse in my family. And I realize that I am... I am that person aware of it and I can help heal the generations to come. I can help bring the awareness to my family of things to look out for or, you know, how to be more, how to have more discernment about the people that they bring around or even how to navigate through the the PTSD that comes with sexual abuse. You get what I'm saying? So like I, I'm, I'm seeing all, all this knowledge that I've I've been gifted through my pain and suffering and I cannot ever like be ungrateful for it. And it made me think about that post that I saw. If God was such a good God, why would he allow so much evil in the world? And I realized, okay, God, God unconditionally loves us. So he gifted us freedom. In this freedom, he knew that we were probably going to disobey him and commit sin. But he said to us, if we turn to him, he will show us mercy and forgiveness and that same unconditional love. And he will guide us through the Holy Spirit back on track. And when you think about sin and you think about evilness and wickedness in the world, right? It's always the people who don't know God that are committing the sin. The people who turn their back on God that are causing the suffering in the world, whether they know it or not. And you see a lot of people, they understand that there's evil in the world. And if there's evil in the world, there's an equal opposite. There's a righteousness as well. And we all call it different things. I call it God. Some people call it Allah. Some people call it Buddha. Some people call it Mother Nature. Some people call it manifestation. Some people call it energy. We all call it different things, but there is a righteous moral opposite. And when you think about the suffering that sin creates, that evil creates, and the pain that it causes in the world, righteousness goodness is the only thing that can turn that suffering and make it purposeful. God was the only being in my life that could take the pain I was experiencing from the sin of man and turn it into purpose. He, he redeemed my pain. He redeemed that sin. And all it took was me turning to him and asking him to guide me. And when I tell people this, 
people that don't know God or want to know God or curious to know God, they're like, well, how will I know what he's, what he says? Like, how, how's he going to speak to me? And this is how I can say it to you guys. Okay. When I gave myself to God, I was at the end of my rope. I realized that I had tried everything I could do humanly possible to fix my life and the outlook on my life. And I kept hitting bumps in the road. And this is where hope and faith faith came in. I've always believed in a supernatural power because I've experienced that when I was younger. I've always believed in the metaphysical because I've seen spirits since I was younger. And I came back to that root and I came back to that inner understanding and inner connection. And I said, you know what? This is beyond me and I'm asking you for your help. Help me in my life. And I didn't know what the hell that help was going to look like. I didn't know how the hell that help was going to come. I, I couldn't rationalize it. And that's the thing with faith. You can't rationalize the miracles that God is going to gift you. They are not for you to understand. They are for you to be, but they are for you to be gifted and then you believe after you realize after like, oh, this is God's work. So I, I asked for God to, to work in my spirit, to fill me with the Holy Spirit and to guide my life. And it was subtle things, things that I didn't realize before. Like I could be doing dishes and then I'm looking out into the, you know, field of my house. Right. And then I'm like lost in my thought of, Man, remember when I got kicked out at 17 years old and then I'm flooded with the pain that I felt towards my family, right? And then all of a sudden, forgiveness would pop into my mind. And I'd be like, what the hell? Forgiveness? And then I would, I would be fixated on that word, forgiveness. Why would I think of just forgiveness right now when I'm thinking about the pain that I went through, right? And then I would, I would start trying to figure out what, what does forgiveness mean? I would begin looking up how other people forgive. I would start asking myself, what does forgiveness mean to me? Well, if I were to forgive somebody, what does that look like? What does that feel like? What does that sound like? And I realized, holy shit, that is how the Lord is speaking to me. He is downloading these, these ideas in my mind. He is making me more aware. The Holy Spirit is making me see and realize things that I would have not previously seen. He has given me now the eyes to be able to recognize his miracles in my everyday life. He's been now been giving me the mind to accept the knowledge and the wisdom that he is giving to me and showing me in my everyday life. He is now giving me the heart to receive what it is that I need to receive through the messages that I'm seeing, through, the, through what I'm feeling, through what I am thinking. And this is how the Holy Spirit changes your life. And all. Uh, and it's funny because I would go to church and I would hear people in church talking about surrendering, right? Surrender to the Lord. And I never understood this. I was like, what the hell you mean you surrender? What you getting on your knees? You know what you're saying? Like, I don't know. I would think some crazy shit like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just some weird shit. You know, I'd be like, what you mean surrendering to God? But I realized that surrendering is truly just wholeheartedly asking the Lord to fill you with the Holy Spirit having hope that there actually is a Lord and then faith that he will work in your life. And 
you begin to pay attention to the things you didn't pay attention to before. And you begin to realize that, wow, he's been with you all along. He's been with you all along. And then in allowing the Holy Spirit to come into your life, allowing yourself to surrender to him, allowing yourself to attain this knowledge and this wisdom that he gives you, all of a sudden, your pessimistic perception of life shifts. You no longer look at things through the lens of your own pain. You now look at things through the lens of purpose. You now understand that even when you don't understand, there is a higher calling, a higher purpose, a higher divinity in what it is you are going through, the pain that you're experiencing, the suffering that you are suffering. There is something better out there for you. And you are content in knowing that you might not know what it is yet, but one day you will. It may be a month from now. It may be years from now. It may be in your children or in your children's children. God may take a pain in your life and make it purposeful in the next few generations. And that is the glory of the Lord. He redeems all evil. He redeems all sin. He redeems all pain. And through him, he turns it to goodness. Now, people, they have a hard time understanding this because some people believe that we should live in a utopia, that God, if God was so powerful and he was this almighty, why wouldn't, why wouldn't he just create a world where there's no pain? And that sounds nice, right? But if we really break that down logistically, if we understand that unconditional love is freedom, God knew that if he made a world with no pain and no suffering, if he created us and used his power in his image a thousand percent where we just think like him, act like him, there's no wrong in the world, we would not know morality because we would have nothing to base our thought process on. We would be mindless beings. We would just be slaves to what God said the idea of the world should be. Therefore, we would not really be free. And does that really mean that he would have loved us unconditionally? Because he's putting conditions to what we are able to do, conditions to how we're supposed to think. And if you think about an abusive relationship, right? You you have an abuser that tells you that he loves you so much, but yet he wants to control everything that you do. And you know that that's not true love because true love would be him loving you unconditionally and in, in, in letting you wholeheartedly be in yourself, knowing that you might cheat on him, knowing that you might do something he doesn't like, but he loves you so much, he never wants to hinder who you are as a being it's the same concept with God he never wants to hinder our own ability to flourish and so he knew that he had to allow for the disobedience he had to allow for evil and suffering and pain to happen because it's inevitable we are sinful. It is going to happen but only through him can we learn through that pain only through him can we see with the eyes that he gives us the, the, the purpose in that pain, the purpose in that suffering. See, evil commits the sin. Evil commits the suffering. Evil commits the pain of the world. But God the Almighty 
is the only being that can make something of that. That can use it for a greater good. And when you speak to people that don't believe in this, right, they're very absolute. And, and if you ask me, that's kind of depressing. It's kind of depressing to live in a world where you genuinely don't believe in a higher righteous. That you believe that suffering is just here. And there's no goodness of it. There's no goodness that can come out of it. Like, what a, what a pessimistic, negative way to view life. Hope, hope is, is akin to joy. When you have hope, you are able to create joy in your life because your thoughts create your reality. So if you think from a more hopeful perspective, you, you tend to be more happier. And this is why, statistically speaking, people who are religious, studies have shown, tend to be happier people. Because we are not absolutists. We don't say, oh, you're dying of cancer. Sorry, that's it. No, what we say, you're dying of cancer. Have faith. You will be reborn again in the afterlife, in eternity. Your spirit will be free from that pain. Your flesh is suffering now, but your spirit is prosperous. And it will prosper. And you're not dying. You are being born again. And that to me is a beautiful way to view life. It is a beautiful way way to live to me I don't want to be someone who lives as an absolutist and thinks that pain is just pain and suffering is just suffering and you know everything should be a utopia of of greatness because I don't want to be mindless I, I want to know morality I want to be able to analyze wrong that way I am drawn to good and you know what I think that God is so smart in this sense If you ask me, I'm like, oh, God, you are the ultimate psychologist because I think about this. Right. And I'm like, all right, God, you knew that evil was going to be in the world and you knew sin was going to be committed and you knew that these atrocities were going to happen. Right. And you know that only you can right those wrongs. Pete, this. If you talk to people that have healed through their pain, the majority of them believe in a higher power they may have a different name for it but for the most part they all believe in a higher power and my humble observation is that God knew no matter how much evil is committed in this world ultimately all paths lead back to him even though there will be suffering on people through their suffering they just might find the goodness of the Lord And so I think he knew that it's okay. It is okay to disobey me. It is okay to cause pain. It is okay to cause suffering. Because most people will turn to me and know me and feel my goodness, feel my love, feel my forgiveness, feel my mercy. And that is how he creates this balance in the world. Both are needed. You have to make mistakes to learn. Both are needed. Without mistakes, you will not learn. Without evil, you don't know goodness. Without pain, you don't know purpose. You get how everything has an opposite. And you need to go through the bad in order to know the good. 
And then when you go through those processes, when you go through the steps and you actually go through it, you actually guide yourself through it. Well, now you're not you guiding yourself, but the Holy Spirit. Okay, you're actually devoted to wanting to be a better person, a healthier person, mind, body, and soul. Once you get to those levels, you can no longer deny the higher power. You cannot deny it. There's nothing that no absolutist atheist person could tell you for you to deny that higher power because you have lived the miracles of it. And this is why I feel like people who know God are so convicted when they speak on him, when they talk about him. This is why they get worked up with that Holy Spirit. This is why you see people crying because they used to be gang members and now they are redeemed. They are living righteously. People who used to be uh, uh, slaves to the demon of alcoholism and drugs that have come out of that and they give all glory to the to God because they know they couldn't have done that on their own you know people that have gone from the fucking trenches to the fucking highs of the mountains speak on his goodness and there is a reason for it we have lived through it we feel it and we know that we didn't do it on our own and I see like now that I'm at where I'm at and I see people that are like absolutist atheists and stuff. I, I see how they think they got it all figured out. And I don't feel like I got it all figured out. In fact, I feel like I know next to nothing. <laughs> I feel like there's so much more that I'm going to learn in this lifetime because I keep my heart open to that higher power. And I, I, I love that about myself. I love that about my faith. I love that about knowing God. You know, I, I'm never for certain that I know everything and I'm never for certain because I know that the moment I think I understand, I don't understand. Be, you know, it's just, it's deep. It gets deep. Anyways, the point in this episode was to tell you that if you are someone that is experiencing pain right now, or you're experiencing suffering and you feel like there is no way out of it, or you cannot see the light at the end of the tunnel, have faith, have hope. I'm, I'm not going to be an absolutist and tell you that your pain and your suffering is, is for nothing. You're just, you're just suffering just to suffer. I'm not going to tell you that because I know that's a damn lie and I'm not going to feed you a damn lie. There is a purpose for that pain. There is a purpose for that suffering and you might not know it now, but if you stick to your shit and you stick to healing and becoming your healthiest self, one day you will look back and you will realize the purpose in it all and you will be grateful for it I promise you you will then see the bigger person and you will not regret anything that you would have lived through and you will feel so powerful to be able to have gone through that pain and that suffering and come out on top and you will probably be feeling convicted to help other people in their lives and be a light in your family. And I want that for you. I want you to be the victor of your life. I don't want you to be inferior to your pain. I don't want you to feel like it's the end of the road. I don't want to sit here and, and give you a pessimistic fucking view on life and tell you that there's more bad than there is good because there's not. There's not, there's more good than there is bad and there is more purpose than there is pain, I promise you. So keep the faith, keep pushing, surrender, surrender. And if you listen to this podcast and you 
if you're listening to this episode and you are feeling that conviction in your spirit, I just want to take this moment. I want to tell you I love you. I feel convicted right now to tell you that I love you and I, I feel you and I hear you and I've been there and I know that hopelessness. I know that that fear of the unknown. I know how suffocating it can be to not be able to rationalize how everything can turn out okay when everything feels all wrong. And I want you to know that you're not alone. You are not alone. Keep fighting. You are the chosen one. There is a reason why you are listening to this now. It was it was divinely meant to happen. So take it as a sign to do the things that you've been needing to do. All right, you guys, that is the end of this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. All love, always, always.